the Ravens are the biggest winners in the AFC North this offseason. This is a team that consistently is going to be in position to contend because of how talented they are. The reality of it is, those guys can play. In the AFC, should watch out for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Players in the NFL, certainly one of the best players at quarterback. They got a guy at tailback in J.K. Dobbins, who I think could be an all-pro. They got one of the best tight ends in football, a plethora of perimeter weapons, some health on the offensive line, a very good defensive line, one of the better young linebackers in the NFL, and a top-five secondary. And no one talks about it. Yo, what it is. Welcome back to another episode of At The Bank. A Baltimore Ravens podcast, you feel me? Yo, did y'all miss me? You feel me? Yo, I have been out, you feel me? Wasn't able to do in the last episode last week, man, due to illness and um, due to um, celebrating my mom's, well, not really celebrating, but my mom's one year of her death anniversary had just came last weekend and I really gave some time to myself to rejuvenate, get my uh, mental back and and now I'm back here giving y'all y'all good Ravens news that we need to hear. You feel me? And this episode is most definitely titled, yo, Across the Pond. Because if you don't know, yo, the Ravens will be playing the Tennessee Titans tomorrow morning, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time in London, yo. And we play against the Tennessee Titans. And honestly, I'm not a big fan of this London game, man. And, and the last time we went to London, uh, number one, we had some uh we had got some injuries um when we came back to the states and the season just wasn't right. Number two, we got out as beaten the last time we was in London, man, by the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. But to to credit, the Jaguars is used to playing out there. They love it playing out there. That's like their <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> second home, first home, because they don't really win at home. They win more games in London than they do in Jacksonville. <laughs> but <clears throat> You know, what I mean, we 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 got spanked, and I and when we got spanked that one year against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, I was one of the fans was like, I don't want to go back to London, man. We don't. It don't look like we play good in London. It looked like that we had left all our games back in the states. Um, so hopefully this can be our last game in London. Like I understand what the NFL was doing, trying to you know widen the brand of the NFL, but these London games, in my opinion, are just just. Not all that good. Not all that interesting. You got to get up super early. You got to – like, it's cool to have an early game, but um, sometimes you will kind of forget, especially if it's not your team, that the uh, NFL game is on that early. But, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. But this year th- and this week, we got the Tennessee Titans, man. And those who know that Tennessee Titans is kind of our rival team that we always like to play against. You feel me? Um, A team that – uh, I could probably put in like third that I hate the most against, um, you know, like the Steelers. I hate the most New England Patriots, the second team I hate the most. And it's like the Tennessee Titans, um, coming in the third that I hate the most, uh, in the NFL. And, and you got to think, you know, a couple years ago, you know, way right when Baltimore actually, um, became a team again, uh, we was put in the same division as the Tennessee Titans. Back then, they was called the Houston Oilers before they came to Tennessee Titans. And uh, we was all in the in a, the AFC Central. Um, and that was a great rivalry. You know, Steve McNair, Eddie George, Ray Lewis, and that in that 2000 defense, man, it was just, just a, a, a banging rivalry for real. It was bone crushing. It was, it was, 
nobody was leaving off that field 100%. <laughs> you feel me? And, and, and that, that rivalry kept going, even though that uh, those teams had separated. Uh, the Titans went to the AFC South and the Ravens went to the AFC North. That rivalry still is there, you feel me? And um, it ought to be there because right now at all the total games that we all played together, we all played – I mean, both teams have uh, played together, say, 26 games, if I'm not mistaken. And out of those 26 games, uh, it's tied up, 13-13. So whoever wins this game on Sunday, man, is most definitely going to be at the top front of this uh, – heated rivalry, you feel me? And I honestly think that my Ravens will come out on top because, number one, we shouldn't have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two, like I said, Tennessee is one of our hated rivalries, so I feel like we got to put that as um, in punishment. Um, and the only way I can really see things as a hat, things will go in our favor is um, we have to do a completely 360 of what the hell happened to the uh, when we played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and since I was not here last week, let me go ahead and speak my piece on the Steelers real quick. Number one, good win by the Steelers. Um, they was a team that knew that long as they stay in the game, that they was going to come back and win. And the Ravens had left the damn game wide open, man. And and I got some notes that I had. Uh, one of the um notes was keep Lamar clean, dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, leaving points on the field. Lamar was throw, had thrown an interception in the fourth quarter, and he got a sack fumble in the fourth quarter. Those things cannot happen because if those things happen again, man, you see uh, the Tennessee Titans can really take this W from us. And we weren't supposed to have lost to goddamn Pittsburgh anyway. But with those keys right there, especially Lamar taking a sack, getting a sack fumble, and throwing an interception in the fourth quarter, come on, LJ, man. We expect more from you, man. We expect – that that big money contract coming out of coming out of you, Doug. We're not expecting you to come in late games and lead us to a loss. We expect you to come down in the fourth quarter and lead us to a victory. So I don't know. Um, I feel like sometimes that you you, you kind of get cautious, you get happy feet in the pocket, and you just kind of just keep drifting back. I feel like if you gotta keep put pressure on these guys, LJ, nobody on the defensive side of the ball can really play you. I don't care who it is. You feel me? Once you outside that pocket, you are nobody's really able to either bring you down or take you down on the first uh, tackle. You have to keep putting pressure on these guys. And I understand that last week we had like eight drops, eight drops. That can't happen. That most definitely can't happen. Those guys like Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, um, uh, 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 Nelson Algalor. Y'all can't keep dropping balls. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, I'm most definitely out here is calling you out right now, my guy, because I felt like I, I spoke up for you. I felt like I, I kept telling everybody that you was going to be our number one wide receiver this year, and you're not even showing up. You playing. You you injured a lot. You in and out the lineup. You, you got dropped balls. It don't look like you got confidence in yourself in being a number one. I, I expect Rashad Bateman to be number one, man. I, like I said, I didn't really expect Zay Flowers to take over the offense. I thought Bateman was going to be the guy that can take over the offense because I felt like Bateman can run all the wide receiver route tree. He can run every route. He has the speed. He has the height. He has the right body frame. He has everything that a natural wide receiver needs other than just staying healthy. So, man, I, I, the best signal was out on you, Bateman. 
We have to see more from you. We have to see a, 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 a top pick um, production out of you. I th- now you see why EDC said about what the wide receivers that we had drafted in the first round. It has not gone our way. It's, and it's evident right now. You have to play better. Zay cannot do everything. And I understand you're trying to feed the offense through Zay, but Bateman, you have to step up. I am calling Bateman out right now. Rashad Bateman, the bat signal is out. Are you going to answer the call? Are you going to be our number one wide receiver? Are you going to be the guy that can be on the field every game? Got to change your ways, my man. We we need you. We need you because right now it, it's looking like the wide receivers are not – the Ravens are not drafting wide receivers good this year or in the past. So, like I said, Bateman, the challenge is on you, my guy. I understand we only in week six, but – you still got a couple more weeks to go and to prove yourself, and I believe that you should start making it known right now. So you have to be a number one wide receiver. You have to make your you have to make your presence known. You have to you have to enforce you have to force yourself into this offense. I think that's the only way that the Ravens will feel comfortable of keeping you and and trusting in you. And I, I don't get me wrong, I feel like LJ still got trust in y'all. But at the same time, man, y'all can't have eight drop passes in the game, and it can't be touchdowns. Can't leave money on the field, man. So, like I said, Bateman, I'm calling you out this week, man. I expect big things out of Rashad Bateman this uh, this week. And if Rashad Bateman cannot produce this week, man, I will be keep calling him out for the rest of the season. <laughs> Plain and simple, man. Rashad Bateman, bad signal out. Enough said about that. And then on the defensive side, man, I felt like the Ravens' defense had was was playing was playing good up until that fourth quarter, and I felt like the Ravens' defense had got tired and Pittsburgh knew, and they hit him with the with the with the right play. Marlon Humphrey got beat by George Pickens. I'm not understanding why Marlon Humphrey is his first game back. Is he's playing uh, George Pickens? He shouldn't have been playing him. In my opinion, man, it should have been Brandon Stevens playing George Pickens with a damn safety over top. That's it. Because the uh, wide receivers of Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody else didn't do nothing else. It was only one and picking. So, Steelers, you got away with that one. I feel like the Ravens gave that game up. Um, I'm not going to blame it all on LJ like everybody else is doing. LJ, you played your part. You put the passes where it's supposed to have been. It was your guys that wasn't able to uh, do the job. But this week, I'm expecting different things. I'm expecting a bigger game from my Ravens this week, man. I I, I expect uh, uh, um, the same uh, a whooping we had dished out on Cleveland, the same whooping we dished out on Cincinnati, the same whooping we dished out on Houston, so on. This is what I'm looking for out of Tennessee because Tennessee, in my opinion, is not a playoff team. They don't have a quarterback that can really get them over the hump. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I only person I really believe in on that offensive side of the ball is Dirk Henry. And if Dirk Henry is healthy, man, y'all already know he's a, he's the train load coming through that goddamn A-gap. And the Ravens defense got to be there and ready to tackle this guy. And I'm not talking about no trying to throw the body at him. You got to wrap, wrap him up, take him down. You know, so that, that that's most definitely going to be the key vocal point uh, uh, of this game. But this game most definitely it has to be the for the Ravens to win. Gotta play safe, gotta play physical, 
and we got to play uh, 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 fast. And if we can just do that, man, because right now I'm going into London. As I sit here, watch like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. Some of the Bills players came out and said that this field is trash, it's shitty. Um, it's not all that. Um, you can most definitely leave off with some injuries. So that's one thing I am very, very scared about and I'm worried about going into this London game. It's just that grass field. It's that turf field. Is it going to sustain and, and hold up and be good enough for this for these NFL players, especially for my Ravens, man? Because we already been hit with the injury bug, and I don't feel like that we should be hit with another injury bug. I, I understand it's football, but don't let the goddamn grass conditions take us out, man. Like, sheesh. That's the, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's what that's just all the things that I'm looking for so far. So let's get to the offensive keys of what's, what I feel like the Ravens should most definitely do for them to be successful in this upcoming game against the Tennessee Titans. The number one thing is protect the goddamn ball. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to have to say this one more damn time, man. Protect the ball. Like all these fumbles right now, the Ravens are number two or number one in the NFL right now, and lost fumbles. We can't, we we can't keep having these fumbling problems, man. Like Justice Hill, you was doing a good job, you was giving us big plays and big chunks, man. But my guy, you gotta hold on to that ball. You need to go talk to Melvin Gordon and see what's his tips of him holding the ball. He has a fumbling problem, but right now he hasn't fumbled this year. So as long as Justice Hill is going to keep being that guy that keep giving us explosive play out the backfield, like the screen plays, the little wide receiver, I mean, uh, the running back, wheel out, all that good stuff, you got to protect the ball. And then it goes back to LJ also, man. You got to most definitely protect the ball, man. You can't keep getting strip sack week after week and you losing the goddamn fumbles. You can't you keep throwing up interceptions late in the fourth quarter and expect uh, OBJ to win that uh, matchup against Joey Porter Jr. You can't expect that. You have to put us in better predict in better positions to win. And I feel like the fumbling and the interception is not going to do it, especially late in games. Late in games, man, we supposed to be managing the clock. We supposed to be wearing the defense down. We supposed to be wearing the both sides of the ball down. You can't keep letting these guys live. That's that's another thing that the Ravens do, man. Stop playing down to the level of competition. Like, keep your damn foot on the gas. Keep it going. Keep it moving. It be at times, man, I be like, yo, why you take your foot off the gas with all these cute gadget plays? You see right now that Kansas City offense is kind of slowing down because of that cute gadget plays everybody's caught up to and, and is used to now. Play it fucking simple, man. Run the rock. Run the pill. Make sure you don't turn the damn ball over. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all, but it, it, it's just a little bit frustrating. Number two is dominate the line of scrimmage. That was the one thing that the Ravens was doing against the Pittsburgh Steelers the first three quarters was dominate the line of scrimmage. Every time you see that that uh, that pile uh, that uh, was, was getting created, you see that it was leaning towards the Ravens' side. It was leaning forward, like going towards the first down. That's controlling the line of scrimmage. That was showing that they was more physical, more dominant. That's what the Ravens have to do against the Tennessee Titans is to, is to show who's dominant. That offensive line has to move. I'm 
I'm hoping that my guy Morgan Moses is playing this week. I haven't seen no injury report yet, but I feel like he will be playing because Patrick McCurry is is is, is out for this game, I believe. So we most definitely got to – this offensive line got to protect Lamar and uh, dominate that line of scrimmage. You have, As soon as that ball is hot, you have to put a body on the body. It's no reason to stand up or nothing. That pile should be going forward, not backwards. And I think if the Ravens can control the line of scrimmage through all four quarters, not just three, four quarters, I feel like the Ravens will most definitely will win the game. Is once you once you become dominant of that line of scrimmage, the clock begins to keep chewing up because the edges keep moving. The ball is in play. That's what the Ravens most definitely has to do in this offensive side, man, is play dominant at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like I don't know. That was, and another thing is I, I alluded to earlier is don't leave no damn points on the field. We can't. We can't. It was that game. It was it was something last week, man, that where uh John Harbaugh did not take the field goal going into half going into halftime. You gotta take the field goal. You gotta take those points. The long as you keep kicking the opponent while he's down, the more that we get up, the more that you keep leaving points on the field, man, the more chances that teams feel like they have us. And I felt like during that time, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense did not have us. Until the fourth quarter, when that's when they started playing more physical, when they got confident. So, I honestly, really, I really do think that if we handle all three of these keys, is protect the ball, dominate the line, dominate the line of scrimmage, and don't leave no points on the field. That's the recipe that the Ravens' offense most definitely can use and need to use to beat the Tennessee Titans and make it back to the United States in one piece. That's that. That's what we asking, man. We, we, I'm expecting that the Ravens offense supposed to be throwing up way more points than what they have been throwing up. They haven't been throwing up no points for real. That's another thing. That's why I said you can't leave points off. You can't leave points on the field. You got to be able to take every single point, whether it's three, whether it's safety, whether it's, it's a pick six, Gotta take it. You gotta get those points, man. And John Harbaugh, I'm calling you out also, man, because at times, like I said in, in a couple of episodes ago, that I feel like that you be playing homeboy ball. No, you can't play that. Beat the hell out of opponents. Take the points. Don't worry about talking about getting the next drive. We worry about the next drive. We worry about the drive that we on right now. Right now, and if the Ravens can't do that, man, the offense is going to have another long day. I'm expecting that the Ravens' offense handle that money. Like, please. <laughs> like, golly, man, just handle this, man. Like I say, it's a rivalry game, another rivalry game. And we have to make sure that we take care of these rivalries so they can go back and tell the, the other tell the other ops that, yo, you don't want to play against the Ravens. You just don't. You feel me? Um, <clears throat> got a comment, got a comment, got my man Patrick L. Brown. Good morning, hope all is well. Long live the grid, most definitely. And he also said the receivers better catch passes thrown their way, most definitely. Patrick, I can most definitely agree to you, uh, with you on that one, man. We got to be able to catch the ball, 
We just have to. If we can't be able to catch the ball, then the game is going to be over early. Early. Wide receivers. But like I said, it's, it's all on Bateman this week. I'm calling Bateman now. I'm not going to call the whole wide receiver. I would like the whole wide receiver court to come out banging. But this is the game I'm most definitely calling Rashad Bateman out, man. Um, So, yeah, let me just go ahead and switch it over to the defensive keys real quick. The defensive keys, number one, is forced turnovers. That's one thing that the Ravens have to do, and I feel like we do we do do an okay job. We, we got to do a better job, but we got we, we, we do an okay job. We got to force turnovers. This is the game that we have to force multiple turnovers in my eyes. It can't just be one interception. It has to be an interception, a fumble, or two interceptions, or two fumbles. However it is, the defense has to force turnovers. They have to keep putting the ball back into the offense a lap, in my opinion. And if the offense can keep getting multiple tries, and when they do get multiple tries, you got to put the goddamn points up. <laughs> like, it's no if, ands, or buts about it, man. So, most definitely that the Ravens defense got to – Gotta create turnovers, man. Once we create turnovers, it's gonna make that off. It's gonna make Tennessee a little dicey, a little shaky. Make them one-dimensional. That's how you really start beating teams, making them one-dimensional. If we can shut down that run early to make Ryan Tannehill throw at least thirty-something times a game, and his percentage is not that good, that's a, that's a, that's a successful recipe right there. I feel like that. I feel like the Ravens defense can do that. I feel like the Ravens defense is dominant enough, in my opinion. I feel, and then also that the Ravens is good enough because they are a top five defense right now going through week six. Top five defense. So I'm I, I just I'm just looking for the Ravens defense, you know what I mean, to, to actually do what they do what they do. They have to do what they they just have to. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, top five defense right now because the Ravens right now defense is – let me get there. Let me get there. We only giving up 15 points a game. 15 points. And we are averaging 21 points or 21 and a half points a game. So the Ravens defense is, is, is capable of doing that. We, you know what I mean? We're only allowing total – we're only allowing five touchdowns total this year. Just five. So that's why I'm saying that the Ravens defense is most definitely capable of doing that. The number two thing that I'm looking for the uh, defense to do is play fast and physical. Last week I seen that we can most definitely play fast and physical. I seen it. Roquan Smith and, and Patrick Queen, man. Hands down, the second best duo linebackers in the game right now. Got to give it to the 49ers, and it's just, it's just for right now. I feel like Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, they keep playing together. This chemistry is going to keep growing, and then it's going to be a recipe for successful out defense. Because everybody's saying that Roquan Smith is the up-and-coming next Ray Lewis. He got the Ray Lewis everything. I told y'all that he was going to be the one that was going to get this defense in line. And so far, he is doing the Agent Zero is doing everything he possibly can to keep this defense solid, man. We are we can we can get sideline to sideline. We can uh most definitely get to the quarterback and ruffle their feathers a little bit because right now that the Ravens are now uh let's see, we are number two. We are ranked number two in the NFL when it comes to sacks. When it comes to say we have 18 sacks as a team. 
18. Kyle Hamilton is leading the way with three. Justin Matter BK, two and a half. Patrick Crean, two and a two and a half. Rokon Smith, one and a half. Clowney, one and a half. That just the that just the top top six right there. And and that's why I'm saying that this this defense is playing fast and physical. We just got to make sure we, we keep getting to – if we can get to Tannehill and put Tannehill uh, in some uh, um, um, in some uncomfortable uh, situations, man. Rod Tannehill is not going to uh, be the quarterback that can get you that, – that's going to win that game. He's not that good. He's just an average quarterback in my eyes. Not in a quarterback that can actually win you the game in the fourth quarter, but – like I said, I didn't believe that Kenny Pickett was the guy that could beat us in the fourth quarter, but he has done it multiple times also. So, you, you like I said, this is the time that the Ravens defense can't leave opportunities on the fourth, on the, on the field. We just can't. Once we shut that door, the door has to stay shut, stay closed, stay locked. So, um, that's what I'm looking for uh, for the defense. Number three is do not give up big plays. We cannot afford to give up any big plays. What happened to Marlon Humphrey cannot happen again this week. What happened uh, to Earl Thomas a couple years ago cannot happen. Derrick Henry cannot get open in the open field. Derrick Henry cannot uh, stiff arm nobody or anything in that nature. Once one body touched Derrick Henry, the whole team has to swarm on Derrick Henry. And also, man, you got it. If if the Titans so happen to get into the red zone, don't sell out on the run. Do not sell out on the run, because at times that the Tennessee Titans will let Derrick Henry do this stupid jump pass that he likes to do, and he likes to get multiple touchdowns off that shit. So, I'm expecting the Ravens to play fast, physical, and hungry. But my gosh, man, don't bite on them stupid plays. Please. <laughs> Please do not bite on them stupid plays, man. It, and if we don't give up big plays, man, like I said, the Ravens defense has only gave up five touchdowns, only gave up really that one, two big plays against the Colts and against the Steelers. Um, and those big plays cost us. That's how we was able to lose two games. So if the Ravens can most definitely minimize the big plays or don't let the big plays happen in the fourth quarter, recipe for success, man. I think the Ravens will win. I still believe that the Ravens will win tomorrow. You know, even though they let me down twice, twice they let me down because both of those games was winnable. The Ravens arguably should be right now 5-0. But we're not going to sit here and and and, and hop on, on that. What I'm saying right now is that uh, I feel like if the Ravens could follow these keys to, uh, that I just gave out, the Ravens will win. I'm not saying that I'm always right, but this is a, these are the things that as a true Ravens fan, as a content creator, as an analyst, this is what I see. And so far, it's not looking good. So on the offensive side, protect the ball, dominate the line of scrimmage, do not leave points on the field. On the defensive side, man, force turnovers, play fast and physical. Do not give up big plays. Do not. And I think that the Ravens will win if they handle all of those six things tomorrow. So as I'm wrapping this episode up, man, I feel like the Ravens will win. Normally I would give out a big, you know, a high score number for the Ravens, man. But as I clearly just say, the Ravens is only averaging 21 points and the opponents is averaging 15. 
The Ravens will win tomorrow, 21 to 14. It's going to come down to seven point. Not yet. Yeah, 21, 14. It's going to come down to a touchdown. Um, what is it going to divide us? I feel like that the drop passes that we had last week would not continue with us um, this week. I'm hoping that it doesn't continue with us, man. Um, I'm hoping that, that we do not have injuries. Speaking of injuries, um, David Ojobu, Ojobe, I'm sorry. I had just read that um, <clears throat> he is not going to take this uh, season in the surgery. He's going to take the rehab route. So we should be expecting him late back in the season, man. And I'm hopefully that he, we will see him be, uh, back late in the uh, regular season, man. Um, OBJ will be playing tomorrow. Marlon Humphrey will be playing tomorrow. Marcus Williams will be playing tomorrow. Pretty much everybody that was on the injury list against the Pittsburgh Steelers will be playing tomorrow. Um, what else? I think that's all the injury news that I had uh, came across um, this episode. So, like I said, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Uh, let me get to these couple of comments real quick. Uh, slowing down, King Henry. You can beat the Tennessee. Uh, you can beat Tennessee. Tannehill's days are numbered. The Titans are uh, scrappy uh, from start to finish. Yes, and I most definitely uh, believe in that too, Patrick. Man, um, these 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 guys are a scrappy team. Mike Rabel is is one hell of a coach. He knows how to coach his guys up well. And, and and win the games that they supposed to win sometimes. You know what I mean? And I do believe that Ryan Tannehill days are numbered. But at the same time, man, we can make them numbers a little bit shorter if we can get to uh, <clears throat> if we can get to uh, Ryan Tannehill. My guy, Pernell, Sports PSP, receivers had to help Lamar out. Most definitely. If they, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we don't have these drop, ball, drop balls again. I'm hoping that the Ravens can most definitely – Handle that situation, man. Because, like I said, it was blown opportunity. It was points left on the field. It was it was everything that could have went wrong went wrong for the Ravens uh, last week. So I'm hoping that um, this week can be a different different field, different atmosphere. Because it was a dark and gloomy day last week in in here in Baltimore, man. And and all the Steelers fans came out, you know, because that's like that Super Bowl. They was out. They was, you know, talking hella trash, hit me in my DMs, um, and 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 the rest of that. So we most definitely gotta show out this game, man. Um, we 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 gotta play better. <laughs> we most just definitely gotta play better. Um, like I said, man, uh, uh, I appreciate everybody for joining in this episode, man. Um, tune in uh, tomorrow as I do the post game show. Look for me about uh, two o'clock ish, somewhere around that time frame. As I as I gave y'all, as I will give y'all the Ravens post game show um, analysis and stuff like that. In my opinion, um, make sure if y'all not on my Twitter page, go follow my Twitter page um, at the bank underscore pod. <clears throat> you most definitely will be entertained on there. As I throughout the game, I sit there and give my tweets out of. My opinions on what's going on in the game. I also got my recordings on that on Twitter also. Um, so like I said, just make sure y'all follow all of my social media platforms. Follow my Twitter at, at the bank underscore pod. Follow my Instagram at, at the bank underscore podcast. Most definitely follow my TikTok at, at the bank underscore podcast. And while I'm at it, yo, make sure y'all follow the grid network. That's the only way you're going to be able to see and hear this Ravens. 
podcast, you feel me? So if y'all most definitely enjoying this uh, podcast show, join the grid, enter the grid, dare to be different, because I guarantee you will most definitely be entertained with all the grid content creators that we have on here, such as Carving It Up With Bryson, Our Even Podcast, Clutch Sports Talk, Outside the Cage, The Form, The Raiders Podcast, Washington Commanders Podcast, MTMO Sports Podcast, at the bank, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole list of us, you feel me? And like I said, all out of all of those podcasts, I guarantee you, you will like, not if not all, at least majority of them. Guarantee you. So join the grid. That'd be different, yo. Um, Just make sure y'all go out here and, and as we trying to run our numbers up and still continue to be the great network that produces the great content, man, just make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Make sure y'all hit that like button. And make sure y'all go out here and start telling the world that the Grid Network is here. You feel me? So, as always, yo, big trust because why trust anything else? You feel me? I'm out.